Hello, welcome back to Stuck in the Middle Kingdom with you, a podcast about a culturally shocked English teacher navigating a first year in an international school in China. This episode is a conversation, and it's about the high-pressure, low-reward working situation for many young Chinese adults. Just after an incredibly stressful education system, that's got to be a bit of a slap in the face to be in that kind of working environment. So um, that's what we want to explore today. You may have heard some of these Chinese phrases such as lying flat and let it rot. These terms pop up in Western media from time to time. There uh, seems to be an appetite in the Western press for anything which suggests that there's disquiet among the next generation of Chinese people. I guess maybe it's reassuring to think that the youth don't buy into the government's way of doing things. So I wanted to talk to one of them and see if this is a kind of subculture or a response to social or economic situations or what. So in this episode, after getting a feel for what life is like at school and in the office, we, uh, that's me and my guest Andrea, who works in an office in Shanghai, well, we kind of go through some of these terms, try to explore them a little, make sense of them. We begin with 996, then Sun culture, Buddha chill, Neijuan, lying flat, let it rot, and touching fish. All in their own way a reaction to life in an increasingly well-developed modern China. So where, where are you today? Um, I'm in the office today. You're fairly new to the Chinese workforce, so, and you work in kind of big offices in, in Shanghai. So where do you work now and was it, is it related to what you did for your studies? I worked for an international education consulting company, but this has nothing to do with my major in university because my major was transportation management. So how come you ended up doing something which is not related to your major? Because when we were choosing universities, when we were still a senior three student in high school, the biggest consideration that we had was how difficult it was to get admitted to this university. I think that was the uh, biggest consideration that we had. So it was relatively easier to get admitted to the school. Okay, I see. So education in China is uh, quite high pressure, from my understanding. Do people in uh, kids in general get a lot of pressure from parents, yeah? Most of the children, yes, they get quite a lot of pressure from their parents. That kind of pressure, does it change from, uh, you know, high school on the one hand and, and university on the other hand? Or does it just continue? In high school, I do think that every Chinese student is um, under pressure because everyone needs to apply for universities they need to take the Chinese um, Gaokao high school entrance examination and we got so many um, students every single year so it's very competitive but the moment when we get into the university it suddenly changed the stress just goes down quite a lot and then 
as long as you you're not looking for being an outstanding student, being a top student in university, then you you won't have too much stress in school. So at that point, it's kind of the the parents' pressure is kind of a bit off, and the pressure is self-imposed if you want to be a good student. But a lot of kids by that stage can kind of chill through university. Yeah. Yes. Right, I see. And which did you which which approach did you take? Did you put pressure on yourself or did you just kind of wing it through uni, get out the other side? I think I just put quite a lot of pressure on myself. And do do you still put that kind of pressure on yourself at work? I think so. I hate making mistakes. So it's a very competitive situation going through school, education, your parents again putting all this pressure on people to try and get the best spots and everything. Yes. I presume that competition kind of, well, in my experience as well, like um, seeing Chinese workers, but maybe it's the same over here, you know, everybody clawing for the better positions and stuff. But do you think that Chinese workplaces are very competitive? Yes, it's um, it's very competitive and, uh, and also a bit complicated. All the network, um, all the uh, relationships and all the all the different programs, the team members, just everything can be a bit complicated and competitive. Just in that kind of stressful environment situation, sometimes even you don't want to be so competitive. You are kind of like being forced to be competitive. You just can you can feel that pressure you can feel that stress that you have to be good otherwise they're going to surpass you and then you will just fall behind them and maybe one day you will just be left out do you think that people are able to express themselves if they feel like they're overpressurized the mental health starts to struggle or um, mm. are they being treated unfairly by managers and other superiors sometimes i did suggest that you have to let your line managers know that you are almost going to burn out, you're going to break down. And then they said, no, I can't really do that. If I do that, then one day my line manager says that, okay, I don't need you anymore. If you are not able to deal with all this stuff, then I will lose my job. So they are afraid of speaking out what they need, speaking out their real situation. Aren't there... um... It's like a naive question, but wouldn't there be legal protections to stop people firing you just because you're overworked? Yes, there there is some contract laws, but not many of us know in that much detail. So sometimes we don't know how to use all the uh, laws to protect ourselves. That sometimes we just go with the flow and go with the company's flow. If they want to fire us, we don't even know how to fight back sometimes because it happened before. In the end of last year, someone got fired for some for some reason, and she got so mad because she didn't even know why she would get fired, and she didn't accept the reasons that given by the HR department and given by her line manager. But she couldn't do anything about it. She wanted to fight, um, and she did try to um, explain. She did try to. And argue, debate with them, but in the end, she just got very exhausted, and no one was really on her side, and she was just fighting by herself. She couldn't really do that, so in the end, she just um, 
give it up and then to just left. Does this term 996 refers to working from 9am to 9pm six days a week, which is obviously quite a a lot of working to be doing for a person, but you don't work that kind of schedule, do you? Luckily, I don't. Our schedule is pretty flexible. You only need to get to the office before 10 and you have to stay to the office until 4. And if you um, finish your job, uh, your work a bit earlier, then you can leave a bit earlier. And our weekends are protected. So we do have time to enjoy our weekend to relax a bit. That sounds pretty good. Is that because, as you say, it's like there's this international aspect to your company? Yes. In Shanghai, usually some big companies, especially if those are international companies, the working schedule usually is a bit more flexible and most people can enjoy their weekends. And even they have to work overtime, they can um, apply for overtime pay or time in lieu. But that's just uh, mainly happens in international company. But just as I know, in some places like Guangzhou province, in Shenzhen, most people work um, 996 format, I think. And so, sometimes they even got one day off per month, even worse than 996. So um, the 996, this kind of schedule, is it kind of in it more common in particular industries or is it just across the board, do you think? I think, it, yeah, it can be like in any company because all the companies that I've worked for are international companies. But the last one, was a German company, but still a lot of salespeople, they have to work over the weekend and they don't really got the opportunities. They don't really have the time to take their annual leave. That was also an international company, but stuff, they were just so busy and they didn't even have time to relax. There's a term that I've heard, song culture, which sounds to me like a kind of cultural response to um i don't know working life the sense that people are not really feel like they're going somewhere in life is that what is that how you understand song culture it's pretty much similar song culture to me it, it's just um the words or the pictures of the young group with depression or the other negative emotions and and to some extent, it is the representation of the mentality and social psychology of the youth um, nowadays. But this word comes into existence since 2016. And after that, we have quite a few new words. For example, in 2017, we have a word for she. It refers to a lifestyle guided by everything goes along with fate. And this attitude towards many things in the world is nothing. And uh, people do not make special efforts to pursue anything, but accept the uh, situation that comes to them relatively passively and let it go. With this song culture and the bo xi, which is like a, a kind of a Buddha style, perhaps, where do you see this culture coming out? Is it online or do you see, how do you know this, this is happening in life? When you notice this word, usually it, it exists for a while. And then suddenly one day you saw the definition on the social media that now we have forming this culture or something like that. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, one of the pictures that went around 
that I would see on WeChat a few years ago was Pepe the Frog. Do you remember Pepe the Frog? No. And I think Pepe the Frog was in China used as a kind of song culture kind of image online. I'll show you a picture of him. Ah, this frog. We have quite a lot of emojis made from this frog. Yeah. Is he is he of a song culture kind of figure? All these trying emojis, it can represent to some culture, I think. Yeah, because it's funny because、yeah. in the West,、um, Pepe the Frog is a right-wing conspiracy theory、uh, meme.、Oh. It's like like Trump sort of politics and that. Okay. He he was sort of brought into their uh, uh, language of of communication, but I think in 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 China he's used as a kind of It's just a slacker, right? Yeah. Well,、right. which is, I think, where the original cartoon, what the original cartoon means. So okay, so basically, some culture, and it's like Boshi. You see, you see the kind of culture kind of coming out. It's in, on the internet mostly, yeah. Yeah. See the and the mood of some culture. Does that、yeah. kind of make sense to people like you and your colleagues,、uh, friends? Do you think, oh yeah, that that's a good. It's a good reflection of how we live these days. No, I've never liked some culture because it's full of、um, depression and full of those negative emotions.、Um, but you know, just like what I said before, for people like me, like us, who always work hard, who always try to look for the、uh, look at the positive side, we don't like some culture. So, do you think there are other people, sort of similar age to you, who? Do like that attitude more, and、yes. like, and they. What do you think about them? You can feel the big differences between people like them and people like us. Because I got a friend, and whenever I talk about something with, uh, with her, and she will just be like, "Ah,、oh, whatever. It has nothing to do with me. Oh, whatever. It's not possible. It's not going to happen anyway. Oh, whatever. I'm not going to be the lucky one anyway. Just always think that." Nothing is going to develop develop in a good trend. That's just their attitude towards the world. But does this attitude come from like her experience of just not getting anywhere at work or just being constantly pressured by things like that? It could be that reason. But you prefer to kind of keep the optimistic approach. Not really keep the optimistics. I think I just like to overcome all the obstacles that are in front of me because I I like challenge. Mm. That's why, and then after that, in 2020, we have another word called nature, and this it's more like a social phenomenon. It refers to irrational internal competition to be forced to compete by the external or internal、uh, social environment. Basically, it means you spare a lot more efforts than usual, but you get less benefits than usual. Yeah. Everyone is trying to fight for the limited resources because we don't have that much resources in the society anymore. But we got such a big population in China, so we have to spare more efforts, try to prove that we are good enough, we are more outstanding than the other people. We compete with each other, we become quite competitive. But in the end, maybe we don't get the result. We don't get a good result. We don't get what we want. We just get less benefits. And this is because of the stage of China's development economically. Yes, it has a big connection 
between the economical development. Although um, China's expected to have quite a fall in in the population over the next kind of decades, you know, yeah, because the young people aren't having so much kids. So, but that's expected to make things worse, right? Population decline is, some people would say, it's, it's not going to actually make life easier in the sense of that kind of competition that you talk about. I know. I, I'm not so sure what will happen in the future, but I only know that for people in my, of my generation, we were pretty stressed because if we are going to get married and have children, then which means we're going to take care of our children. But at the same time, we also have to take care of our uh, parents. And many of us, even have to take care of our grandparents so which means we have to take care of eight elder people and at least one child and now the government uh, encourage us to have more babies now we are allowed to have three babies at most because our population is going to decline very soon so if any of us will have three children which means we will take care, take care of three children at the same time, another eight elder people in the future. But we are mm. just just two of us. We have to take uh, care of so many people. Two of you, but everyone, uh, mm. a lot of people are getting divorced as well. So maybe not even yeah. two of you. Uh, yes, that's also a problem because the, the divorce rate in China is climbing up incredibly quickly. Yeah, women are working and their traditional roles are changing. They have their own career, they have their own income, and they have um, decent social positions in the society. So their mindset has changed quite a lot. So I think this is one of the main reasons why the divorce rate is so high, goes so high so quickly. Okay, back to the um, the young workers of, of China. There's another term, Tangping. Tangping. It, it means lying flat in English. Yes, it got pretty popular since 2021, not long ago, only a couple of years ago. Tumping means um, we just don't have many reactions or we don't resist anything. And in some contexts, it means that we, we, don't, we, don't, we just have no desire. We, have, we don't have a strong desire to, to achieve success, to make some big change. It is actually chosen the most inactive way to rebel, to fight against the social environment. And when young people choose to lie flat, they choose to break away from the mainstream path of working overtime, um, getting promoted, making money, um, or buying a house, um, or buying a car, just passively but fight against all these social rules. Are they giving up? Is, is that what it means? Yeah, I mean, it's like just to try to get the promotion and try to make more money. I just don't want to do that. It's very exhausting. So I'm just going to lie back and then do what I can do. And then if I can get promoted, then I can get promoted. That would be fantastic. But if not, I'm not going to kiss somebody's ass, just try to get promoted. Mm. Yeah, passive. That's just an attitude. I'm going to fight against this, all these social rules and all this burden on me, I'm going to rebel against that by using all these all this passive ways. I see. What's next? The next one is um, let it rot in English and in Chinese it's by Lan, and it becomes pretty popular last year in 2022. And this one means that um, when you see 
that things can no, no longer be good, they just simply stop taking measures or any actions to control them and just let them continue to go bad. They just don't do anything. For example, if you are leading a program and your manager or your boss doesn't really listen to you and you know their decisions are not right and you try very hard to persuade them to take your suggestions, but they just don't. In the end, you just, you know what? I'm not going to try anymore. If you want to do that, I don't care whether we're going to fail or not. And it can also be used in our um, daily life as well. Because, you know, our um, relatives, they always like to pay a lot of attention to our marriage stats. And then they will always like to ask young people, uh, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Do you have any blind dates and stuff like that? Just so many young people, after being asked the same question so many times, they will also have this let it rot attitude. They will just be like, Oh, if you like that boy, then you can just live with him. I'm not interested in him. Well, you say that to your parent. I'm not saying this to my parents, but my friend. Her parents wanted her to do the blind dates. And so many times, and she's already done a blind date for, I don't know, three, 30 or 40 times already. Every time her parents would say, oh, I think this boy is pretty nice. Why don't you like him? Now she would just say, well, if you like him, why don't you just live with him? And that's just her let it rot attitude. Okay. Yeah. It's like a more intense version of lying flat. Yes, a little bit more. Less passive. It's just like, I don't care if I'm still single when I'm 30 or 40 years old. I'm not going to find anyone. If you like him, then you just go with him. That's just your attitude. Just let it rot. All right. The one I came across called Touching Fish. Do you know about that? Touching fish. Ah, yeah, touching fish. Touching oh, yeah. fish exists for a long time. Yeah, in Chinese, in Mandarin, it's uh, more oh. yu. It's a common behavior that people usually have. They are more yu when they are on their seats. Just they pretend that they are very busy. They pretend that they're replying emails. They are, they are talking to their clients. They are talking to their vendors. But the fact is, maybe they're just complaining about their line manager on WeChat. Or maybe they're just watching some videos that is not work-related. That is just more you. Slacking. Yes. Why touching fish? Why, why touching fish? Why does this work? Why fish? Why fish? Yeah, the phrase touching fish. What's it got to do with fish? Good question. I've never thought about that. Uh-huh. Why? Can you just hold on a bit? Well, I, I, I think I know. I don't know. You don't know? I think I know. Um, there's an old phrase, a Chinese proverb, muddy waters make it easy. Yes, it comes from this, this Chinese idioms, which means because the water is not clear enough, so the fish couldn't really tell the direction and then just take this chance that you could just get the fish. So which means that you can get some exceptional benefits from doing that what so it's easy to catch fish in muddy waters yeah yeah how does that relate to being a slacker it means that the situation allows you to get the result without trying so hard uh okay so in this water people catch the fish refers to you manage to 
do something else that is not work related and without being found out by your colleagues or your managers. The time that you are more you is the uh, exceptional benefits that you get out of the working working hours. That's my understanding. But you still get paid because people don't real don't didn't find it out. You know, these are all kind of these terms come around and they they pop into the culture and they go onto the Weibo and social media and people refer to these. And do do you find that commercial brands try to make money out of these cultural changes? Do you end up with uh, T-shirts of uh, let it rot? on them stuff like that i think it happens but not really um in this fashion industry or any similar industry because you know all this depressed life uh attitude and all this um unhealthy attitudes towards society so people people are trying to pay more attention to their uh, well-being so you can see a lot of tea shops a lot of gyms, and then they will use the idea of pay more attention to your well-being, be healthier, or right. slow down a bit, something like that, to promote their um, brands. Not like give up and be passive. Don't try anymore. That doesn't no. really sell. Just because you know you, you can see that all these terms it shows how much stress we have and um, how depressed. Uh, these young people are. So that's why they just want to use the opposite attitudes of these terms to attract people. What about in pop culture, like uh, TV and music? Do you get characters or singers who are kind of have a kind of sung culture or a let it rot style or Buddha chill? Because like if you consider maybe like Japanese or maybe Taiwanese or Western pop culture singers you know some of them are going to be kind of like uh, pop stars who are kind of squeaky clean and healthy and you know they have that kind of attitude but some are going to be kind of depressed and down and they are i know know, what you mean cool not too many but there are some singers some music works um the lyrics it's uh it sounds a bit like sound culture, and um, I think it has something to do with all of these terms. Because you know, there are some love songs. It's about oh, I can never be together with my best lovers. I love them, but uh, you know, just for whatever reasons, we just know we're not able to get together, stuff like that. There are quite a lot of love songs about that, so it's pretty like some culture because everything is so depressed and uh, just no good ending, always bad ending. And then there are also some some songs about uh, I don't care about what you say. Like, because, you know, as celebrities, they will hear different voices. Some people like them, some people hate them so much that they will just write so many songs to um, reply back to those who don't like them. And they will just say, okay, just go fuck yourself. I'm just being myself. And there's still so many people like me, you know, stuff like that. And they will put all of those answers in, uh, in, the, in the lyrics and then they will make it a song. 
Well, that's an interesting、um, journey around some various cultural terms which have popped up over the last sort of five years or so, and seem to maybe reflect how young Chinese feel. Although it sounds like you, Andrea yourself, you don't really have this any of these attitudes, right? It's just something you see. I do. I don't have some culture, but I have all the rest. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, I have the Porsche attitude. That's the Buddha one. Then, yeah, the Buddha one. I or、oh, I'm also experiencing the Nijian, um, Nijian um, era in China, because that's not something I want. But I'm in this country. I'm in this environment, so I'm kind of forced in that. Uh, so I have to be competitive. I have to compete with other people. I have no choice. I'm、right. thumping because nature is very exhausting. So I always want to let it rot. I always want. I also want to lie flat, and、um, and that's I sometimes do that. And I I do more you a lot. You mean um you are at work but you know working. For example, I don't have too many meetings, but I have a lot of documents to create. And then if I'm not in a good mood today, and then I'll just go to the toilet like five times per day. Every time I would just spend thirty minutes in the toilet, and I'll just I don't know, just spend some time on TikTok, spend some time on、uh, watching some videos, some TV shows, some movies, or just listen to some music and didn't don't do anything, and then just relax for a while, and then just go back to work. I do more you a lot. You're kind of lucky. You don't have too much close monitoring that maybe other people have. Imagine if you were a delivery driver. Then someone's gonna be using an app to monitor、yeah. how, where you go, how quickly you do your job. Yeah. All right, Andrea, thank you for coming onto the podcast to talk about working and all this interesting topic about.、Uh, well, there's a small glossary of terms for you to describe bummed out young adults in China. So there you go. Still not completely sure about how the touching fish metaphor means slacking off at work. Back to the story in the next episode, and teacher friend Jess and I go to the nearby water town of Suzhou.